Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Alexander Audio, and today my guest is Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher and website designer who lives in Wilmington, Delaware. And uh, we're going to talk today about um, the role of organizations in the Alexander world and uh, in, in how they can enhance the, the the visibility of the Alexander technique on the internet and um, Imogen is going to be asking the questions today so I'm going to turn it over to her. Okay thanks Robert. So let's just start what is the status of the Alexander technique on the web today and you know what can be done to improve it? Well it's certainly a lot bigger than it was 10 years ago, but it is still, uh, in my view, um, nowhere near what it potentially could be. The, uh, the, the internet in its sort of mature phase has been around now for 15 years or more. And, um, you know, the number of Alexander Technique teachers who even have a website is still well under half of all the teachers, probably about a third. And of that number, a, a great many of those websites are not, uh, for one reason or another, ha have defects in them in terms of their usefulness. Mm. And we've talked about that on an earlier, um, earlier interview. And um, also what's gone on, especially the last, say, five, six years or so, uh, all sorts of uh, sort of add-ons to the web have appeared, like social media, like YouTube, blogging, and so on. And um, what seems to me has happened that there's kind of a growing digital divide mm. between those Alexander teachers uh, who are making efficient, good use of the web and those who are simply not there at all. And uh, even of those who are making efficient use of the web in the sense that they have a website, it's got all the characteristics it needs to be effective at bringing the, the teacher students, um, there are only a handful of students, or teachers rather, who are actually actively using um, all the new things that are going on on the web. I would say no more than a couple of dozen. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, to me, it, the, the, what we need is more students, more teachers rather, getting started. <laughs> we need more students. We need too. <laughs> more students too. Yeah, and that's what, uh, but we need more teachers to take that first step to get a website uh, or to perhaps redesign one they have now that, that really cries out for that. And then uh, what I've seen happen is that when, it, when, a, when a teacher gets a website and they start getting calls and emails and start getting more students, they, some of them start thinking, well, if a website can do this, what's the next step I could take? And they might, depending on their inclination, go towards social media, they might go to videos, they might go to audio interviews, they might start blogging. There are all kinds of ways that sort of add-ons to a basic website. Yeah. But um, the first step is getting that website and 
That's what I think we need more of. There's a, I, we could have at least three or four times as many effective Alexander websites out there as there are now. And each new website is a benefit not only to the teacher, but to everybody else. Yeah, why, why, is, why is that a benefit to everyone else? Well, because um, it raises the general profile of the Alexander Technique. It becomes a larger category on the web. It's, um, when, they, when you have a website and you exchange links with others, it sort of makes that whole, as far as, say, Google is concerned, looking at the web, it makes the Alexander Technique portion of it as it were bigger and more important and the more websites that are out there that may just happen to have a reference to some other field um, then when someone is searching for something in that field they may come upon a teacher site in Australia and that'll take them to a teacher site in their hometown in England I mean the the connectivity of the web is so fluid uh, that any teacher's website unless it's a really horrible one (laughs) um, any teacher that has a website is benefiting all the other teachers in the the world i I do agree but but how do you see um the difference between the role of what organizations are doing and that of individual teachers uh, in terms of promoting the alexander technique on the web well uh, the the and web, what are or what do you mean by organizations? Well, Maybe organizations we... uh, uh, the the two main kinds of organizations of Alexander teachers are professional societies and training courses, mm. and both of them, uh, just by their very nature, have to be an organization. There has to be some sort of hierarchy. Uh, you know, uh, typically a, a, a professional society will have a chairman and there'll be committees and so on. And a training course, well, there's got to be a head of training. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just a given that needs to happen for an organization to be an organization. But the the problem is that organizations, by their very nature, have a hard time... Uh, interacting with a network where there is absolutely no hierarchy where nobody is in charge absolutely nobody's in charge on the, the web, web you mean the web yeah <laughs> and uh i was just uh, i've been thinking about this for a while but just recently i came upon an interview uh, an audio interview on spark which is a cbc uh, program about technology by a guy named david Weinberger, who um, has just written a book called Too Big to Know, Rethinking Knowledge Now That Facts Aren't Facts, Experts experts Are Everywhere, and the Smartest Person in the Room is the Room. Mm -hmm. And he talks exactly about this problem. For him, his interest in organizations is more uh, companies, uh, corporations, and how do they... um, how can they make use of the web effectively? And he he points to the same kind of issues that when you have a top-down organization, it's it's a it's tricky for it to interact effectively with an, a chaotic network like the web, much trickier than it is for an individual 
uh, individual teacher. And uh, I, I guess I want to make it really clear also that um, this isn't a fault of organizations. This is just the nature of organizations. It's just the difference between an organization and a network and particularly a totally a huge really gigantic ever growing ever expanding network that nobody really can exert much control over uh, it, it 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 is it is it's cha- it's chaotic and yet it is organized organized chaos it's it is organized chaos and of course search engines are one of the things that brings a little organization to it but nobody really really runs it mm-hmm. so my feeling is that all of these uh, these uh, all the the alexander organizations their main role, as far as the web is concerned, their primary role is to do everything they can to encourage more of their members, or in the case of uh, training courses, their graduates, to to get started. Obviously, a website's the first place to go, but encourage them to go into other other things as well. And that that, to me, at this point given the digital divide that's getting wider and wider now between teach- those relatively few teachers who are doing extremely well with the web and the majority who aren't benefiting at all, I think that's kind of um, a very, very high priority. Yeah, but um, it is important for organizations themselves to have a website, right? Absolutely. But... But, you know, even a huge organization just has one website. And it can be a very nice one. It can have uh, ways for teachers to list themselves and so on and have all kinds of resources. But it's, you know, in the Internet world, uh, it's a website. And what's really needed is for an organization to have to be promote there to be hundreds of additional websites so you're saying um you know teachers who are a member of their professional society would have a listing on their website mm-hmm. on their sure, on that website absolutely. and that's i would say that's very important um i think you're saying and i would agree with it that that's not enough as far as the individual teacher is concerned that they need to have their own website as well that this it's not this, enough it's not enough in terms but, of the individual yeah. teacher or in terms of the larger alexander community and and, and i do think just thinking about it if i'm looking at a listing of anything some other you know professionals i will gravitate to the ones with websites to click on that link and then I can find out much more about that particular person or whatever. Right, uh, right. So, so I you, guess that's just confirming your point there, right. yeah. If you have a listing, and you should have a listing on your professional society site, but you don't have a website and you're in a, in a town or city where there are several teachers, uh, the average person going there is going to check out the ones with websites first. I, I agree. And not only that, but many people today will just assume that if a person doesn't have a website, they're not actually a professional. They, yeah, I think, they may be sort of, 
you know, they're a teacher, but they're not really teaching or that kind of thing. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, that's the case now. Yeah. That is the case. So it, to get back to what, what, what organizations can do, if we take professional societies Yeah, so first. what can professional societies do? Well, let's, what let's talk about what they yeah. have done. Um, uh, most, the, I've been a member at one time or another of four different societies. Oh. Yes, <laughs> impressive, isn't it? Um, and uh, certainly, um, well, for example, uh, AMSAT, of which I'm a member, has um, uh, had run uh, conference calls, uh, educational conference calls for its members about the web. They've sponsored workshops at AGMs about the web. You and I have taught some of those. Mm -hmm. certainly um, have. But other people have as well on, on all sorts of things. And... Um, um, the the uh, articles in AMSAT has had articles in its newsletter, and I think ATI has had some, and I believe STAT has as well. Um, so they they definitely have done some of those things, but I would say it's. Are there point. other things they could do or just more of those types of things? What what else? I think basically. Uh, I can't think of, uh, there probably are some other things, but I can't really think of them offhand. But those, the the big thing, I think, is for there to be a recognition that, that this is really, really important and that everybody in the society is going to benefit every time a, a teacher gets started in this mm -hmm. process. And it's not just the question of a teacher getting started. As I say, once a teacher gets a website, all kind, for some teachers, all kinds of new ideas pop into their head when they start mm -hmm. looking around. And we're talking in early 2012. And today, um, a teacher that I've been in touch with on and off over the last uh, couple of months, uh, Matt Pressman, who's a teacher in Orlando, Florida, who's only been a teacher about eight or nine months, uh, started out with a website upon graduation and um and quite a nice one too and uh within this period he's uh he's got an audio interview he's got a video and he's got a giant article in the major newspaper in Orlando that's online wow. and will probably and the article included the video and that article very likely typically newspaper articles of that kind get picked up by other papers there's a lot of um repeating of those kinds of things across the country and he you know a teacher of what 7 or 8 9 months uh mm -hmm. Uh, experience as an Alexander teacher, he has benefited every Alexander teacher in the world. Yeah, you know, and it's if, impressive. It's yeah. incredibly impressive, and there are there are other examples of that. Absolutely. It's not the only one, but it's just it's a very uh, current one, and that's what we need. That's what will really raise the profile of the technique on the web. Yeah, that's very. Um seems like a similar thing when, um, was it Joe Gray in San Francisco mm -hmm. was on NPR? Um, she, she did an it, inter yeah. interview on NPR, and <laughs> it, it went semi-viral. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, well, here is another thing that uh, societies can do. STAT, 
a few years ago was um, involved in some way. I'm not exactly sure. I think more in vetting teachers, but for was definitely involved in the uh, well-known UK back pain study. Mm. Uh, and of course, now there's not just that study, but there are several follow-up studies. And th when that came out, it, it that 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 went viral and. Um, that's kind of that's a gift that keeps on giving because that that um, that study is constantly uh, trotted out by people in articles and blogs and so on. It just keeps recycling and recycling through the web, and each time it does, you know, there's another little spike in in web traffic on the Alexander technique. I mean that that study which was um, sort of the product or partly the product of, of society, professional society in one country, has helped all teachers everywhere enormously. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. that's the sort of, obviously, that's the sort of thing that... So they, they, so they didn't really do the study, but they sort of supported their teachers exactly. to be part of it and well being being in england i think probably uh, the um, I, my sense is that the original teachers involved uh one of whom was the wife of the head researcher uh were stat members so they uh -huh. went out and recruited other stat members and i think stat played some sort of a, yeah, a role in that too, and so, i don't know yeah. the details but um but the thing is that um that study there, there was first of all, there's no way that could be kept just an English thing. I mean, the web is totally international, and mm -hmm. so once that came out, everybody bened, benefited from it. Yeah, and, and I don't and, think anyone wanted it to be just no, you not, know. Not so, at all. No, it's perfect. But so, um, so you're really saying professional societies can just provide more support and encouragement for their teachers to get. Out there I think and... it's mainly a matter of emphasis. I mean, I would yeah. say that it's and maybe such... um, education about yeah, it. Yeah, there should yeah. be just be more of everything that is currently happening. I think it it really needs to be something that needs to be repeated over and over again. I mean, personally, I think every <laughs> newsletter should have something uh -huh. about the web, and there should be. A, uh, conference calls or whatever kind of uh, group learning things about the web pretty much every week you know i i just think it's something that is it's just it's really really important for our profession especially well, we give, don't want to get left behind i don't think. we don't want to get left behind and you know a lot of teachers are not are not teaching as much as they'd like and I think it's fair to say that these days the web really is the major entry point to the technique yeah. more than any other medium out there. Uh, obviously, if there was a TV special on uh, on the Alexander technique, that would do wonders. But yeah, just but to take Joe, Joe Gray's example of an NPR interview, um, you know, that was on a local... Well, actually, that was on. And was I'm not sure whether it was, was on it, NPR no, it in general. It was national. Yes, it was national. It was national. But I would venture to say that it its main effect was sort of the aftermarket on yeah. the web. 
I didn't hear it live. I heard yeah, it. Live. Because once it was on the web, you know, uh, then it got copied and recycled, and it keeps getting recycled because it was a good interview. It was, it was very short and very listenable. So that's sort of where you think professional societies can go. What can training courses do, or what have they done? Well, um, some training courses have really excellent websites of their own. And a couple of good examples would be uh, ATILA, the one in Los Angeles, and uh, the Alexander Technique Training School in London um, has a really good course, has a really good website, and there there are some others. Uh, so certainly leading by example, and and um, I think in, in, if you're running a training course you obviously want your students to be successful because it's from your students students that you're probably going to get some more people on your course and uh, I would think it would be highly desirable to ensure that every teacher who has the remotest desire to have one have a website up and running at least by graduation probably mm -hmm better uh, a year or two earlier so that it can get uh, indexed by Google and so on so that once the, he or she transitions from being a trainee to a teacher, all they have to do is change some wording on the site. And the site's already been up for a year. It's got its placement on it's Google. Got ranking it's got ranking there. on Google. Um, as far as I know, the only course that really does that in an aggressive way is Richard Brennan's uh, course in Ireland. There, there may well be others. I, I, I don't know. But I would think, again, that that would be a be good for that to be a really high priority. Now, some a, a lot of younger people who are on training courses, uh, you don't really have to twist their arm because they already know about it. And some of them have already, you know, have put up websites even in their first year because they just get it that it's mm -hmm. important. But there are a lot of people who are drawn to the technique who are not techies. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think the, the key is to make it really easy for them to do it. I mean, you don't really have to know any techie stuff to get a website. No. But you have to have someone to guide you a little bit, probably, to, to do it effectively. Mm -hmm. So those are, that's really my main point, that um, uh, I think the people who are... Um, uh, on the boards of professional societies, I got to say, from everything I see, it's it it is hard work. There's a lot of burnout. I keep running into people who were on boards at one time or another, and they just they're exhausted by it. It's a lot of work, and um, I have nothing but respect for people who take on that responsibility. But I I think. Um, Generally, their role would be best served by kind of outsourcing uh, to their members the actual dynamic web stuff, getting so you, websites. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean, I mean, for example, um, uh, we're talking about examples. AMSAT, uh, I believe, is hopefully going to be producing a, an animated uh, video on the Alexander Technique. And um, that, uh, if it's if it's good, that that could benefit everybody tremendously. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah um, no, it sounds like a great project. It, that's and, a, that strikes mm -hmm. me as an excellent project. 
Um, but the actual getting of it out there once it's produced, that's going to be up to individual teachers. Yeah. And that's where yeah. it comes back to encouraging more and more people to to have a platform and and have ways to uh, sort of... Uh, so to have the website, but maybe also, if you're interested, be on social media so you can post that video or article yeah if it's a, and that's so current that's, absolutely yeah, yeah. i mean if it's uh if it's a it turns out which i hope it does if it's a effective good short video it, it you know and it's up on youtube where everyone can see it which would certainly be the ideal uh that's something that could very easily go viral yeah. But it only it'll only go viral if there are enough people to make it go viral. Individual it can't, teachers, you know, yeah. on the web. The biggest yeah. corporation in the world is just a website. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. it's not. Uh, so what you're actually saying is that for the societies or the training courses to promote the Alexander technique, it actually needs to be an indirect approach, in that it has to be their members that do it. I think so. I, think I mean, it, not all of it, but the majority. I think the majority of it, the key component is individual members who will be able to propagate any useful output that you do. So with STAT, the, the uh, main propagation mechanism was teachers who yes yeah and same it's all thing all over the world yes uh, yeah and um and also the more teachers you have who get involved some of them are going to take the next step and the next step depending on their interests some may may turn to blogging some may turn to video some may do audio interviews some who, who some certainly will do uh social media like facebook and twitter and uh, and every time someone takes an additional step it's almost certainly going to help every other teacher in the world. Yeah, I think you're the more the more te- well, the more anyone. It doesn't have to be teachers, but the more teachers who are actively promoting the technique and not even necessarily their own practice, but just promoting, putting out their articles and videos, mm-hmm. it helps absolutely everyone it is it's just more presence for us that will be found more quickly um yeah yeah i mean it that i think it the uh, it's the interconnectivity and the instantaneousness of that interconnectivity that that leads to all kinds of intriguing connections that get made people find it i just interviewed a doctor in detroit who found a teacher because a relative of hers uh wife i think uh knew something of the alexander technique in england and found her a teacher <laughs> in detroit and you know it would never have happened if it weren't for the web it's it's that interconnected um yeah. that leads to all kinds of weird uh connections being unexpected connections when i ask people how they find me sometimes it's the most amazingly indirect way you know yes. they don't just it's... find me they find somebody who has mentioned the technique in some article somewhere and they say oh i wonder what that is and then yeah it's it's mm-hmm. that it's that process yeah. that really dominates the web it's it is totally um a bottom-up organi- uh, 
structure, if you like. Yes, yes. And and it uh, is, or it's certainly there's no greater. Everyone's equal in terms of the organization has no more influence than the teacher or the student. Or exactly. The, yeah. Yeah, and. Um, and and you know I used to be an economist and we used to talk about barriers to entry, uh, the barriers to entry, the financial barriers to entry, that is the cost of getting involved on the website, is is absolutely minimal. Mm-hmm. It is uh, it, to me. There are eight free ways you can do it. There are free ways, but really, it's very low cost ways. It's very low cost, and I would say you know essentially free. I mean, it costs you a little something to get a website, but all of the structure of the web is there for you for free. Mm-hmm. It, you don't pay for the web. You you know you pay have someone design a website for you, and which isn't very expensive and or can be very inexpensive. And then these minor costs, uh, sort of technical costs, but they're they're very small compared to this huge um, network that you now. Um, can do anything you want with. Mm-hmm. So Great. it was a huge That's... gift to the Alexander Technique, the, the the web, and I just wish we'd all use it more and more effectively. And I think I think organizations, of professional societies, and teacher training courses are definitely well positioned to facilitate that. But as you say, I, it needs to be an indirect approach. Just like the Alexander Technique. Perfect. So on that note, do you have anything else you'd like to add? I think we've covered it. Okay. So. uh, I'll hand it back to you, Robert. Well, uh, my my guest and host today has been uh, Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. And I'm. Robert Rickover, an Alexander Technique teacher in Lincoln, Nebraska, and Toronto, Canada. Imogen, thanks so much for for being on the show today. And thank you for being on the show. Okay, bye-bye.